0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: Every time they win, you owe me a Woopig suey. Whoopig suey. Whoopig suey.
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: We the North are now we the champions, the Raptors. The 2019 NBA champs.
0: According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup.
1: They want the wheel route. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes!
0: Jace Kinnaman is the 10. Touchdown, Bullpup. Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man and even some things not happening in the sports world. So
1: are you not a fan of of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care, I don't watch it, I don't care.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
1: Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me, as always, is the most popular man in McPherson and the man who I think really wants to win himself a city golf championship this weekend. <laughs> that is Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. And it if is I, a good if afternoon. Win, if I
2: win a championship, it's going to be in about the third or fourth flight.
1: Now. Hey, I think that could get you a nice well, payday. Hey, it all pays the same. Get you a new pair of golf shoes, Ooh, maybe a new bag. I got it. I don't need a new bag. Well, then go just go get a new one to do it, Steve. Okay. <laughs> just live it up a little bit. It, it's a good day, Steve. Well, you you're get the all...
2: feeling it's a good day. Well, I know why you're all jacked up.
1: We can I can hear the the casino. I can smell it. You're on your way to Las Vegas. I, I can I can hear the the kringle of a little a little bit of ice in a cup. Yeah feeling good Steve there you go now the, the weird part of the day will be flying and doing all of that I know you're sort of a nervous flyer I'm not a nervous flyer I, I enjoy it
2: I can't stand the fly
1: what is it about the flight is it uh, the fear that it's going to like blow up in midair
2: I've never had any fear of that I just don't like the I get claustrophobic on a plane the, the, it's uncut the plane's uncomfortable my ears pop you know things like that I I'm just not a big flyer.
1: We didn't do a ton of flying when I was younger. We would every now and then, but we didn't take a lot of flying vacations like I've never flown across an ocean. The longest flight I've probably ever been on is like three hours, but I really enjoy flying. I wish that with our job, you and I got to fly a little bit more. Like Let's say we were going to go broadcast the bullpups against some team out in California every week, or we were going to go down to Dallas and do games. I would really enjoy being able to fly all the time. It makes me feel like a first class citizen.
2: Well, I flew, I flew uh, last summer, and it was the first time I'd flown. Uh, the, and I can tell you, the time I last time I'd flown before that uh, was in in like 1996. I flew to Florida <laughs> to play. I, I won a trip to Florida uh, to play golf, and uh, uh, so it'd been a long time since when they would said take off your belt. I'm like. No, thanks. I'm not, take off your shoes? No, I'm not taking my shoes off. I'm not off. taking anything off. That's right. I said, what's going on here? Uh, you know, Don't you know who I am? Yeah, you know. I'm
1: coming through this airport whether you like it or not. Yeah,
2: so a lot of things changed last year when I flew. And Did they
1: have to brisk you? Oh, yeah. Have to pat you down a oh, little yeah, bit? Oh, yeah. Make you uncomfortable? I
2: don't like that.
1: I, I don't mind it. I just say, I put my hands up and say, go for it, everybody. Well, I, it's I, all right. I, I don't like that. I enjoy flying because I just don't get to do it all that often. And I think it would be really fun, like if you and I were the radio voice of the Chiefs, that if we got to go get on the plane and fly out to Oakland, do that on a Thursday or Friday, then come back. I would really enjoy that. Now, the car rides, it's not that I don't enjoy car rides with you, Steve, but something about just putting your feet up, sitting in the airplane, putting on some headphones, and just relaxing. It makes me feel good. I'm
2: glad one of us likes to fly.
1: Now, Steve, are you a... Uh, another travel person? Do you like to travel at all? No. Do you Do you get homesick? No, you don't get homesick. I don't get when homesick. you travel. Then what is it that you don't like to leave?
2: I, I just I, I just I don't like you know the long road trips. To me, a long road trip is like three hours. Kansas City to me is a long road trip. What
1: about like when you go on vacation for a few days? Do you like being away? Oh yeah,
2: I I enjoy being away. You, you don't feel antsy it, to get back? No, it makes me feel like what retirement might be like since you know, I could actually retire right now if I wanted to.
1: I'm telling you, Steve, you need to go get yourself a little timeshare in Orlando, find a little golf course that you like, and just live it up every day. Go out there in the morning, play 18. Go out there about 3 o'clock, play 18. There's I think no, you
2: could do it. There's no way you could play 36 in Florida, at my age at least, because I think you could do I, it. You know, too much humidity, too many rain, you know, rainy periods down there in Florida. Uh, I, I that's one thing when I made when I went on my trip to Florida, uh, I, I couldn't believe how much rain there
1: is every oh, yeah. every day every day. It's every like day. Be,
2: it's like being in Hawaii. It I was a
1: I was a Floridian. You were in Florida for a while. Well, Steve, do you think you could live in a retirement community? No. What about the opposite of that? Like, do you think you could get in a Vegas penthouse?
2: Oh, I could do that.
1: Do you think you could live in I, a Vegas I would, penthouse? I would like
2: a I would like a penthouse.
1: I think you would like Vegas. I, I Steve. like I'd like some space. I think you would like being able to go down to the sports book and have your little $2 bet and be ready to go and bet on your Redbirds. I think you'd be feeling good every night. You think
2: that uh, the bets on Zion Williamson to go to number one? You think anybody's betting against Zion Williamson? going? It's number
1: probably one? about 1 to 150 odds. Not 150 to 1, 1 to 150. I'd
2: say 1 to 150,000. <laughs> I mean, they're, unless the New Orleans Pelicans have an absolute brain cramp, Zion Williamson will be picked number one.
1: But you do feel any sort of excitement to watch the draft? I mean, I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I mean, it's coming up tonight. Remember, well, I, I the draft a, is tonight. I
2: posted a column at midkansasonline.com, and I basically said for me, the draft starts and ends with Zion. So that means I probably, I keep saying I won't watch, but uh, I'm sure, but really, after to me, to me, after about the first five picks, I really don't, I don't, there's there's a bunch of no-names in this draft. The only thing that'll keep my interest is whether Diedrich Lawson or Dean Wade get picked.
1: Steve, do you remember another draft pick with this much automatic number one? Automatic, everybody believes that he will be a great pro, well, I, I besides re- maybe LeBron.
2: I, I, I said uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
1: So what year would that have been? L- late Sevent- 60s or early 70s? 70, I believe, Okay.
2: yeah. And I didn't, I didn't put LeBron because I, you know, I, I knew LeBron would probably be the number one, but still, he was coming out of high school, and I wasn't sure if, you know, if it'd been anybody but Cleveland, who knows? But Patrick Ewing, I be- I want to say about 1984, 80, 80, 80, 80, I 80, think no, it was eighty-five. Have
1: to, have to be eighty-five. Yeah, because they lost to right, Villanova, Villanova that year. But
2: Patrick Ewing uh, was by far the most dominant college player. Uh, he was going to transcend the game, and the New York Knicks were really bad then.
1: The frozen envelope theory. Yeah, the
2: fr- Yeah, and then uh, uh, they always say that draft was rigged. And, of course, Ewing went to the Knicks. And really, to me, he didn't have the career that I thought he would have. He was a really, really good player, a perennial all-star. But he didn't have the effect on the game that Kareem did. But Patrick Ewing played a long time. He was with the uh, Knicks most of his career. I think he ended up going to Orlando maybe. At the well, end. now he's
1: stuck being the head coach at Georgetown. He's, he, yeah, That's he, a bad job he, right he, now. Yeah, he's
2: the head coach at Georgetown. He actually did a pretty nice job uh, last year with Georgetown. Hoya, Can you
1: believe how far that program has fallen off oh, yeah. without really anybody noticing? Yeah,
2: Hoya paranoia. But, you know, really, that program fell off once John Thompson left because John Thompson, he was kind of a lightning rod. You know he he always battled the media. He was kind of like the the president. You know he was a the media was the enemy of the people. Oh yeah, and that's you know that's uh, that's how John Thompson looked at it. But uh, LeBron Talon Hand. Yeah, I did I didn't mention LeBron in my column. Probably should have. But but I can remember when Kareem was picked number one as Lou Alcindor. The number two pick that year was a guy named Neil Walk, and it came down between Milwaukee and Phoenix. And Neil Walk goes to Phoenix and the only thing he was known for was having the hairiest back in the <laughs> NBA. I mean, the guy looked like, you know, he looked, you know, he had a strange look. He was a left-handed 6'10 guy who if they'd had the three-point line back then would have scored a lot of points because he's a 6'10 guy that liked to shoot a lot of threes. And of course, Kareem plays for the Bucks. I can't remember how long he was with them. Then of course, the big trade uh, with the Lakers and then he goes and you know, is part of Showtime, and still the greatest era of basketball in my mind in the NBA. There was never an era like the 80s when it was the Celtics, and then the Lakers, and then at the end the Bad Boys came along, uh, the Pistons. From 80 to 90 was the greatest era of NBA basketball there ever was.
1: I want, or I'm looking at a picture of Neil Walk right now. And my goodness, that is a hairy person. <laughs> that that is a bad look. Not only to go with all this patchy chest hair, but he has this monster mustache. Oh, yeah. The hair is all up and down his arms. Oh yeah, that is an interesting look.
2: Yeah, he was a he was an interesting dude. He had a very pedestrian. He end. looks kind of
1: like Freddie Mercury. I, I don't
2: know what he averaged in his career. I'd say probably twelve points a game or something like that. But there was but such... how many shaves a year? Yeah, there, <laughs> One. Was, there was such a wide gap. Between, But, you know, Kareem, everyone knew that Kareem was going to be one of the all-time greats. Heck, when he was at Power Memorial, when he was 16 years old, they said he could have been ready for the NBA when he was 16, and that's probably true. Because remember back then, the NBA, I think, had about 10 teams at the most, maybe 12. Not many. Not many. It's not like the 30 there are now. But uh, the NBA was very... It used to be... you know, when I was growing up, they they only carried NBA games on Sunday, and it was somehow the schedule makers made it was Philadelphia and Boston every single Sunday because Wilt against Russell. You know that was the big matchup back then. The NBA was really a very very boring league back in the. 60s and
1: early 70s. Just so you know, Neil Walk scored 20 points per game in 1972-1973. Oh, that's not bad. Averaged 13 a game in his career. That's how I figured. One of the other top picks and one of the things that stands out with a draft in my memory is I think it was 2006 or seven. It would have been Greg Oden... Kevin Durant. Who's going to go number one? Which one's going to go to Portland? Which one's going to go to Seattle? Do you
2: think Portland regrets that? Man, what a... Well, but Greg Oden never had a chance. He was injured his whole career.
1: And he was a great college player.
2: And, you know, a lot of people say, well, surely Michael Jordan, you know, he had to be a surefire. He wasn't even the overall number one pick. Right. And what was Portland thinking? Portland's had a bad history in the draft because they also drafted LaRue Martin, who is regarded along with Anthony Bennett is the two worst number one picks in the history of the NBA draft. Anthony Bennett was picked by Cleveland.
1: I think like 2013. And I
2: think he maybe averaged like four points a game in his career. And he's not, he he was out of the league in like four years. And then LaRue Martin was picked. And I think, uh, he, he averaged about three or four points a game for Portland. So he was a six eleven center out of Loyola, 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 whatever out of Chicago. Yeah. And, uh, where, uh, you know, Sister, what was her name? Sister, sister
1: Jean. Sister
2: Jean, <laughs> yeah. I don't think you
1: liked Sister Jean think, all that well, much. I think, well,
2: Sister Jean, though, would have been, you know, relatively It would have been younger. back in her glory days. Yeah, back in her glory days. So, anyway, the history of the NBA draft. I followed the draft basically for 50 years, and it was really kind of a non-entity for a long time. And then it kind of, once Magic and Bird came along, that's that's really when the NBA kind of emerged You know, they talk about the popularity of the NBA now. I watched the NBA from 1965 before uh, Bird and Magic came on in 80. From 65 to 80, games, the playoffs were tape delayed and you watched them on CBS at 10.30 at
1: night. Tape delay is a really funny thing that we used to do. The fact that that was like the main way to broadcast events yeah. is a tape delay. is really funny. I, I'm almost
2: positive the NBA playoffs were tape delayed. I really remember. That's what I'm thinking. So um, I'm sure somebody out there, probably, Grandpa Danny, he probably watched. Oh, I'm you. sure he. Remembers. He probably watched the NBA playoffs back then. He probably knows better than me. But the NBA was such a non-factor. You had Wilton and Russell in and the Celtics, and it was basically a disinteresting league. And then finally. The, uh, when Bird and Magic came on, that's when the revolution started.
1: Steve, the last thing I want to talk about with the NBA draft, obviously if you were picking number one, you'd take Zion. Right. If you were picking number two, who would be the player out of this group that you like the most? I have my answer, and I'll see if you say the same thing. I like R.J. Barrett. That's my answer. Because
2: I like his size. At 6'7", he's a guard. He's got unlimited range. I know Ja Morant, is everyone's saying he's going to be number two out of Murray State. But I like the fact that Barrett played against great competition. Ja Morant really didn't play against great competition. Now, he's he's a great jumper, leaper. Uh, I'm not sure. I guess he's a great shooter. Really good passer. Really that's good, his big thing. Really good passer. But uh, I would take R.J. Barrett. I just like his pedigree. I like that he's left-handed. He's six seven. He can play inside. He can play outside. I would take him number two. And that's kind of – right now, it looks like he's going to go three to the Knicks.
1: The next guy that I think I would like the most after R.J. Barrett would be Jarrett Culver. I think he would be the one that if I was an NBA well, he scout... Well,
2: he plays defense. And right. That's, and, and you plus
1: he can shoot. Plus he can get to the rim. And he's 6'6
2: six, six guard.
1: I, I like Jarrett Culver. If if it was me ranking it, which I don't know all that much, I would like Zion. I would like R.J. Barrett. I'd like Jarrett Culver. Is that a pretty decent three? Yeah. I've also watched a lot of those three yeah, guys. Yeah, and
2: I, I'm just not sure Morant is going to translate... now. Next year at this time, you're saying, boy, you shouldn't have bagged yeah, on idiot. Ja Morant. <laughs> yeah, Ja Morant. But, and my only other interest in the draft, besides knowing that Zion's going number one, will Diedrich Lawson and Dean Wade get drafted? Because yeah. Diedrich, uh, Coach Kenneman was up at KU camp, and they're starting to think maybe he's going to be a free agent. Dean Wade, going into his senior year from that little town in western Kansas. The one
1: that is like an hour from a McDonald's? That's right. Oh, yeah. But
2: Dean Wade, before his senior year, he was – being considered as maybe like a fringe lottery, which is the top 14. Right. But then he was injured. He's been injured a lot at K-State. And the big fear is that he's got perennial foot injuries and he's never, and also he doesn't play with a lot of intensity and passion. And now there's talk that he may not even get drafted either.
1: He is listed at number 86 on ESPN's wow. Best Available, which there are only 60 players right. that are taken in the but draft. But I tell you, he's a
2: 6'10", who can shoot. But I think scouts are turned off by his non-plus, you know, he's got that non-plus look about him that he just doesn't really like basketball that much. That's what it looks like to me.
1: All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about the City Golf Tournament since we won't be here tomorrow. We can talk about the City Golf Tournament. You can run me through the favorites, the history of the tournament, and we'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson,
1: back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, I know that you are very excited about your upcoming weekend. I am excited about my upcoming weekend, but your weekend is going to be here with the McPherson City Golf Tournament. You get very excited about the swinging bridge that you get to go to in right. Independence, and you did that last week, but... I feel like the city tournament is the one that gets your juices going the most
2: oh no swinging bridge oh come on Steve I want you to now, pump it up now now in the old days the city golf tournament would have got me more it's pu- just
1: the bridge that that's the that's the top of the top for you it is
2: it is the 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 city' well, where go- is the city tournament ranked well it's too? right it's yeah it's right there the thing is there was a time that I used to actually be kind of in the hunt but uh father you know what they say about father time he's undefeated that's true. And Father Time has kind of caught up with me on my golf well, game. Well, especially
1: this week. Steve's just been walking around moaning and groaning all week. Yeah. I, he came and sat down in my office this morning and went, Oh, God. <laughs> he was just in pain. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I shot a 71 on Monday. Hey. With, you know With a double bogey, and, and I made four birdies. I was feeling real good. Last two nights, 83. I'm like, Good grief. I can't even, I'm not even going to be in the top 25. Because one thing about McPherson golf, it has gotten much, much deeper. Yeah, We've had guys, you know, some guys move in. Some guys take up the game. They've gotten pretty good. Uh, I give t- two examples. Johnny G, John deer moved yeah. to town. Really nice player. Of course, the big news, Richard Olson has moved back to town. He's been gone 35 years. He's probably right now the number two or three player in town. And then you got Chris Adrian, the McPherson High girls soccer coach. Doesn't hardly play, but when he does, it seems like he makes about five birdies every round. And uh, Chris is a really good player for no more than he plays. And I always said, if Chris Adrian played as much as I did, he'd be one of the top five players in town. If he's, You know, he's probably top ten anyway.
1: I think if a lot of people played as much as you did, it would help their game a lot. Yeah. But when you look at this year's field and, and you playing, what gets you the most excited? What are some things that you're thinking to watch for this weekend with the city tournament?
2: Well, I mean... Of course, Treg Fall has won eight of the last nine championships, but I, I like to see just how close Richard Olson and Kelly Sorensen can come. That's a
1: pretty good team. Yeah,
2: that or you know those two guys—they're not—they're not in the team event together. Oh, uh, Gary Hess is playing with Richard, and Kelly Sorensen plays with Alan Porter, and
1: they're always those are still two pretty those good teams. Are two
2: pretty good teams. Of course, Treg plays with his dad Tony, and they've won it five times. Uh, they only won by one shot last year. Uh, the team the team race is always much closer. But I, I think, you know, what the thing that has made Treg so good in the City Golf Tournament is he just beats people decisively at the country club. Well, Richard Olsen can play the country club pretty well. And that's where Treg often builds up his advantage, but he also does pretty well at Rolling Acres, too. I think one year Treg shot 64 at Rolling Acres, and he's always in the 60s pretty much at Rolling Acres. But so
1: what's the format this weekend?
2: The format this weekend is you got individual and two-man, and it starts on Friday. This year, you get your own tee times, and you play at Turkey Creek. You play 18 holes at Turkey Creek. On Friday. On Friday. Then Saturday, there's two sessions at Rolling Acres, uh, one at 8 o'clock. The other allegedly starts at 12.30, but it'll be more like 1 o'clock. So after that, there's a cut, and flights are determined. And then Sunday's final round concludes at McPherson Country Club. And right now, the weather forecast... Uh, it's gotten better, but earlier in the week it was like we had no chance to play. But now, I think Mark said on his weather today that uh, it's it's like forty percent. It was okay. like it was like eighty percent back on Monday or Tuesday. So we have never had a tournament rained out in the thirty-six years.
1: Well, you know what? It also never happened this spring that happened. State track right. was finished. Now on we Sunday. did have
2: the very the second year in nineteen eighty-five. We got shortened to 27 holes. Everybody had completed nine holes um, on Sunday. That's back when it was called the Inter Club because it was McPherson Country Club and Rolling Acres. But then that was before Turkey Creek was even a thought. So we called it the Inter Club, which you do. Half the guys would tee off at the Country Club. The other half would tee off at Rolling Acres. And then we'd drive across the road. People would be passing each other, you know, to play their back nines. And it was really a lot of fun. Uh, we'd get about six, 50 to 60 players back then. We have 88 players in the field this year, and and Scott Davis and Jay Rising have taken over running the tournament. Uh, kudos to Dennis and Nancy Shaw. They ran it like the last, I want to say, about 16, 17 years. Uh, Coach Kinnaman and the late Doug Gayer ran it one year, and before then, I ran it. I think I ran it for like 16 years maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, started out, Harvey Nelson and I started the tournament back in 1984 and then harvey got out of it cliff hawks helped me run it and uh, we ran it for till about 2000 so i was involved in it one way or another and running it for 16 years now i just kind of serve as an advisor we had a meeting last night jay and you do have some advisor yeah scotty davis and scotty davis and jay rising myself cliff hawks we were you know going over the final details and and uh Figuring things out and getting it ready for this weekend.
1: So, Steve, what I want from you is not a prediction of what you will do, because I think if I asked you your prediction, you would say that you're going to finish in last and that you, you don't feel very good. But what would make you feel good this weekend? What kind of numbers would you need to shoot at each course to feel good about yourself and say, hey, I still got it?
2: I'd say 77 or under at Turkey.
1: Yeah, that'd be a good day Because for remember, you.
2: you're putting everything out. Yeah. The tournament pressure, you know, say what you want people feel a little pressure early once you get past about the first three holes there's really no pressure but the first few holes are some pressure and if you have a bad hole you know you got to learn one thing i've learned about playing turkey creek you can't panic with a bad hole you're going to have a bad hole somewhere yeah. at turkey creek there's just too much trouble uh at rolling acres i'd really like to be 75 or under i've had a 67 in the city one year at rolling acres so, you know, I have had some good rounds there. And then at McPherson Country Club, anything under – take, take a 79 right now at McPherson Country Club and not even tee it up because it is the hardest nine-hole course in Kansas. I have played over 200 golf courses in Kansas, and I can say unequivocally the Country Club is the hardest nine-hole course in the state of Kansas.
1: For people that have never played at the Country Club, what is it that makes it so tough? Oh, The greens. Those greens are really hard. The
2: greens are hard. I mean, there's the course itself. It's short. I mean, I'll hit driver wedge on a lot of the par fours, but the greens are just—they're undulating. They're fast. The pins are always in tough spots. Uh, If the wind blows at all, it's really difficult. I think there were like four scores out of sixty some players last year under eighty. Treg always finds a way to. It seems like shoot seventy two or under I'm out sure there, he can find and par sixty nine. That's what people forget. Par is sixty nine there, so that means you shoot eighty, you're you're bogeying over half the holes. But yet, I would be happy with anything under eighty. I really would.
1: So you feel good about yourself? Is that back going to hang on for you? Well, my back
2: is. I've been taking a leave. I mean, I've been trying to stretch it. I think I kind of should
1: see Steve doing these Pilates and I
2: wore myself out last week at the swinging bridge. And, and that's one thing every year, the swinging bridge is always the week before the McPherson city golf tournament. So I get back to back weeks and, I'll tell you, by Sunday night, I'm about ready for about a three-day nap. He's
1: been doing some hot yoga, some Pilates. I don't don't do that. Steve's got some really good yoga pants that he wears in the station I do not do yoga. (laughs) All right, Steve, we'll wrap up today's show after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps,
1: Wrapping up today's According to gym, ninety six point seven FM, KBBE. So, Steve, we talked about your very exciting weekend coming up. You're going to be playing a lot of golf. I think you said you'll be doing some pilates. I out, don't. Out on the front I porch. don't think so. Well, either way, you've got a fun weekend coming up, but so do I. As oh, yeah. I get to get out of town a little bit early today, heading down to Wichita to fly out to Viva Las Vegas. I'm pumped, Steve. Oh, sure. It's a great place. I always watch. Vegas vacation. You familiar with that movie? Oh yeah. Before yeah. I go out to Vegas, yeah, it remind I, I want to be a little bit like Clark Griswold. Sure. What about Nick Papa Giorgio? Oh, I I don't remember. Have Nick. you
2: seen that movie? I've seen it, but it's been a long time. I don't remember Nick Papa Giorgio.
1: Well, Nick Papa Giorgio is is Russ. Rusty. Oh okay. It, okay. It's his fake ID name, and oh, he wins okay. all the cars. And yeah, yeah, I remember. He's that. underage, yeah. and then the daughter so Audrey.
2: How, how much money do you just earmark the throwaway? I mean, just. That you can uh, you feel comfortable betting out there on the slots or whatever it is you play out there.
1: Well, I, I won't give an exact amount. You know, I got to keep all my all my finances in check. I, sure. I, I heard my CPA was listening the other day, and, okay. and he was nervous for me. Okay. But I, I do kind of go in with an attitude of okay, I can spend about this much. Yeah. It's not really like a daily limit for me. Yeah. And, and Steve, you know that I I enjoy Las Vegas. I enjoy uh, sports gambling. I enjoy a lot of those things, but it's not something that. I just have to go out there, and the minute I step foot in the casino, I've got to go blow it all and and, and run all over the place. I'm more of a, hey, let's go do this for 40 minutes and then bounce around, do something else, come back, do it for a little bit. I'm not really an all-or-nothing guy. I've got a few friends that have gone out to Vegas, and they say, I've got this $100 bill. I am walking into the first casino, the first roulette table. I'm putting it down and putting it all on black. and going to see what happens, and I'm not really... A type of guy like that.
2: Now, what kind of weather are you expecting? Is it is it 112? Hot. Is going to be 112?
1: We we were looking at the weather, and it's going to be 103, I think, tomorrow. 100. Well, it's going to be ninety. It's going to be
2: like 95 here today.
1: But I'm a big fan of the dry heat, Steve. I dry think heat. I could be a desert man. Yeah. I told you I was a Floridian. Yeah. That's a little tougher for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I sweat. Well, the pistol. He's a Floridian. He's a Floridian. Yeah. You think he'd be a Vegas guy? I don't. I don't think he'd be a big Vegas guy. Nah,
2: ve- pistol doesn't. Strike me as a gambler.
1: All right, Steve. I need you to. We did this last year before I went to Vegas. I want you to name me some Vegas casinos. And last oh, year, yep. I think you named like the Aladdin and some really old casinos, the Stardust. Well, name me like three modern casinos. Wins, win. Yeah, W Y N N.
2: Yeah, wins. Uh, uh, Riviera. That's closed. Okay. <laughs> I don't... Aladdin, the Aladdin's That's not... That's closed. Yeah.
1: MGM. MGM Grand. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I got to think of that one. I, re, I don't follow the casinos because I just, you know, I wouldn't go to them.
1: What about the place where the Romans built?
2: The Colosseum.
1: Well... The, the the space where you would be there. Oh, well, that, that I don't know. Caesar's Palace. Caesar's
2: Palace. But, you
1: got it. Okay, I don't know. I believe in you, Steve. I, I really do think you'd like Vegas. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you would like the gambling aspect, because I think you're... you're I've you're, been... You're too worried about that money. I've
2: been the Tunica.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mississippi is yeah. a pretty fun place. Yeah, I went
2: there... I, I can say I have been in a casino one time.
1: That's the only casino you've ever been in? That's the
2: only casino I've ever been I've never even been in the Mulvane or... Down by I know my buddy went to Oklahoma while we were down in independence uh he he went down crossed the border went down to I can't remember where it is somewhere in Oklahoma right there like Newkirk Oklahoma maybe or what
1: some- about some of your favorite movies that take place in las Vegas
2: um What's what's the one with De Niro? I like that. The one with Pesci and De Niro. Casino? Casino. I think it's called ca- yeah, casino. casino. I like that because you know I'm a big De Niro fan. No, you're
1: a big Robert De Niro fan. Yeah. Any, any other ones I don't, stand out to you? I much? have
2: no idea. I don't know what other movies there have been about Las Vegas. All
1: right, how about people that are synonymous with Vegas? Who are some of those people that you like?
2: Bugsy Moran.
1: Okay, I think he's really old. Yeah, yeah. Give me another one.
2: Um, Steve I- Wynn.
1: Okay, how about the Rat Pack? The rat, you like the oh rat yeah, pack? yeah, yeah, yeah. You got bi- Frank Sinatra. I was you a got big, Dean Martin. I like,
2: well, I like Dean because he's an Italian though, like he's a my Paisano.
1: When you when the moon, oh hits yeah, and like I used to, you know, our family pie.
2: nine o'clock every Thursday night, the Dean Martin show, and he'd come sliding down his banister and fall on the piano, which was like out of plywood or something, and
1: break the piano. Sammy Davis Jr. Would yeah, you, would you have enjoyed going to see that oh, show? Oh yeah,
2: yeah, I'd, I'd like Sammy. What about Wayne Newton? No,
1: you don't like Wayne Newton? No, why not?
2: He sounded like Porky Pig when he sang. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not like Wayne Newton. Duncan Shane, thats all I remember. He sang, he when I remember Wayne Newton when he was like 19. He sounded—he had a just a strange voice. I, <laughs> but I was not a big Wayne Newton fan. No.
1: What about David Copperfield?
2: I'd like to see him. That'd be
1: fun. Yeah. Donnie and Marie Osmond? No. You have no interest in no, that. No, and I know Tracy loves You know Donnie my and Mar- mother loves Tracy Donnie loves and Marie. Donnie
2: and Marie, but I'm sorry. I just I couldn't handle it.
1: I, I could, think that needs to be a gift for my mother. And, at and some I, point I couldn't in her do life.
2: I don't think I could do Celine Dion.
1: You don't think you could go, My heart will um, go on. No, no Celine
2: Dion. On. No I think who else is out there? M- Madonna, I think she's out there or no, she, no. Who is it? Who's who, um? Uh, Britney Spears.
1: Britney Spears does a big show there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you would like that. I don't. What think about so. Penn and Teller? You think I you would, would do love the magic?
2: Penn and I love magic shows.
1: Siegfried and Roy. No,
2: no why
1: not? No.
2: <laughs> I don't want to see Siegfried and Roy. Geez. Why
1: not? You, you said, oh, I love magic. Penn and Teller. And then yeah, Siegfried but and Roy, I don't. I, a hard no.
2: I, I I couldn't do Siegfried.
1: And Roy. What is it about it? You're afraid of the tigers?
2: I just they don't do it for me. <laughs> I think they were at Neil Walla one year, maybe.
1: <laughs> that would be a really weird attraction. Yeah. To say, okay, now here at Independence, fresh off the plane from Vegas, yeah, here are the Tigers and Siegfried and Roy. Okay, what about Elvis?
2: I'd like. Come to see, on, Elvis. I would have liked to seen Elvis. I really would have. We went to the pre. The pre. Bad Elvis yeah. when he got all messed up.
1: My family and I, we went out to Vegas once, and we went to an Elvis impersonator show. I think there was a Celine Dion impersonator. Oh, they Elvis And Elvis was trying to flirt with my mom. Sure. And she didn't want anything to do with that. She wanted Donnie Osmond. Well, yeah, if it would have been a Donnie Osmond impersonator, <laughs> I don't know if my mom would have ever come back with us. All right, Steve, I'm going to enjoy my weekend. All right,
2: no show tomorrow.
1: No show tomorrow. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Well, I hope so. Hit it long, hit it straight. Don't let the back tighten up. Put a team on your back. I may
2: have to put a brace on my back. Uh,
1: you could get one of those big support things. I know. Thing Corset or whatever. Yeah, yeah it'll look real good on <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell. I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you on Monday.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless